When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get Cancel Podcast. Let's get Cancel Podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about the 90 day rule. So tell me, what is your take on the 90 day rule when it comes to dating? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure it was a female who made up that rule in the first place. No, it wasn't a female. Why would it be a dude though? Hmm? Why would it? Why would a dude make a ninety day rule? You don't I, know where that came from. No, I don't know where. Actually, I don't know where it came from. It sounded like it probably came from like a church setting. No, nah, Steve Harvey. You sh- okay? You, you you serious? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure the ninety day rule was way before he was even born. Like I thought it was some type of religious Christian thing type shit. You know how like white girls would say, "No sex before marriage," but they'll do anal. Or do head type shit. That's why I thought it came from like the whole 90 day rule and shit. Uh-huh. And the thing he's talking about means they stay a vaginal version until they got married. So anal sex and oral sex was fine. That ain't the 90 day rule. Oh, so you, okay, so you're dead serious when you say Steve Harvey made the 90 day rule. Yeah. I gotta look that up. <laughs> I, Cause I'm pretty sure I I heard that when I was a kid about the 90 day rule. But what's your take on it? Cause I honestly don't think it solves anything. Well, like, all right. I would say if you if you're dating multiple people and you're trying to vet them out, the 90 day rule may apply. Okay. But if you become exclusive with one person. And you expect that man to wait 90 days? I don't know. It's going to be a little bit of a stretch. I mean, you know, maybe if you're seeing him once a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. But if you increase the frequency of seeing him the more than just once a week, that's going to be a problem. And, you know, normally, or naturally, human beings are physical creatures. Facts. We interact physically. You know, so for a woman to say that I'm not going to have sex with anybody for 90 days, I'm not going to say it's unrealistic. I think it's unrealistic because if she hits you with that, I'm pretty sure the, the other guy she's talking to, there's no such thing as a nine day rule. It's just a nine day rule for you. Well, see, you, you, you it's, it's almost like you're trying to. You're putting modern day women and traditional women in the same bracket. I, I you can't do that actually. I mean, I know I'm saying generalizing, but I'm saying like women back then had different morals and standards of living than they do now. And it's funny how in today's generation, uh women that have more rights, more freedoms are actually ten times more reckless than the women who had less than they did. A decade ago. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, see, it's like if I'm talking about a modern-day woman, I don't think the 90-day rule applies on anything she does. Okay. But if we're looking at more of a traditional type woman that she is a wife before she meets a man, she understands what a man wants, I can see her using that 90-day rule. But a modern woman that's talking to like six, seven, eight different guys at once, I don't even see her doing the nine-day rule. Well, see, the funny thing about the nine-day rule is it's subjective. You might implement it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to follow it. While we're waiting for that 90 days to pass with you, I'm out here busting down with something else as that as I'm killing time and shit. I mean, I hear you speaking for yourself, but I don't know if it'd be fair to speak for every man. Because, I mean, if you met somebody that was asked that you felt was worth it, 90 days might might seem appropriate. See, the problem with that is, and just me speaking personally, I've met a lot of smart, intelligent women who I thought was worth it, and they seem to blindside me. And, you know, that's why I'm kind of against just, like, dating from for overall because, like, just looking at my past experiences – Based on my decisions, it's like, yo, I'm not going to read any characteristics because a lot of women out here are great actors. You know, it's not like we just squared off and shit just like, oh, you know, it's not like they was just upfront with shit. They just got what they wanted until it was time to dip. So same for me, like, the, the, will the 90 day rule work for me? No, because in my opinion, it don't take that long. To know if you vibe with somebody or not, especially now for a woman. Well, see, that's my that's that's like what I'm saying though. Like, if you vibe with her and you know you really feel like you got something secure, what's the difference in waiting to 90 days to have sex? I would think that's more the woman who would try to implement that more than the guy. And it's rare when the guy does that. And I feel like <laughs> if the guy does that with the wrong type of woman, she's gonna look at him like he's a beta. And you've done your market research on this to know that for sure? No, no market research. This is just my honest to God opinion. Because I, I, as a man, I could tell certain decisions as a male, when we make certain decisions when it comes to women, women are going to look at it either as a strength or a weakness. And if you keep on showing a consistency, a consistency worth of weakness, that's when shit tests happen. Yeah, but see, what, what I'm, all right. When you look at how some modern day women move today, um, they're constantly looking for validation. They're well, basically that's it. And they can seek validation in a plethora of forms. They can nice. socialize. They can have multiple social media platforms. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when you got a woman that's moving in that manner, 90 day rule may not apply. But when you got a female that doesn't have social media, has a small circle of friends, um, puts her priorities in order of work, pay my bills, try to keep progressing forward, she might actually be worth that 90 day. Because within those 90 days, we could say that we're spending time together. We could even put it to the point where we're sleeping over with each other's house. But we're demonstrating self-control. True. You know, so 
it all comes down to the type of woman that you're dealing with. Like if it's an Instagram model and she's showing you her body and twerking and all that, like, are you serious? You want me to follow 90 days when you're throwing all the sex in my face? And that's the end of all of them. Right. But then when you meet a woman that's showing you that she has quality to her, she's got values. You know, she comes over and she cooks a meal for you. And then y'all sit down and watch a movie and then she leaves. Or y'all go out to the movies or you go out to the museum. And I'm not talking you seeing her every day. I'm talking like you might be seeing her once or twice a week. But you're spending time on the phone getting to know each other. She hasn't shown anything to you um, sexually, but you're still sexually attracted to her. But she's still giving you attention. Well, I'll tell you one thing I won't do ever again, which I did once in my life. Um, They this girl went on multiple dates. Try to invite her back to the crib. On the, at the end of the third date. So in the most physical thing we ever did was just kiss. And that was toward the end of each date. So it's kind of like it was programmed in a sense. And if like, if I don't get the skins, this is my, my thing. If I don't get the skins by the, the, by the third date, I'm going to fall back a bit. And the, the funny thing is I enjoyed her company and her conversation. Had a lot in common. Made a laugh. She made back. No, I'm saying what I would do next time. I never what called happened? back. No, she um after the fifth, sixth, seventh date because we we literally dated like once a week, like either every week or every other week. It was just like, what's going on here? You know, because like I'm glad we're having fun, but like you know, like we know what this is about and shit. So it just felt like I don't know. I think she would just. Using me to kill time, in a sense. So let me ask you this. What was your purpose for dating? Were you dating to find a wife, or were you dating to have sex? I was dating to have sex. Then of course you're going to view it that way. After the third date, if I ain't got no skins, I'm out. But the funny thing is, at that time, when I was dating her, I was taking my friend's advice, which was, if you really like her, take your time. And that's exactly what I did. That's why I went on a fifth, sixth, seven, eight, because I wasn't just tolerating it till the shit happens. I actually enjoy spending time with her and get to know her. And, you know, she's the one who just blatantly ended things, you know. Well, did you ever bring up the physicality part of it with her? Oh, of course. Yeah. So I remember the night, too. It was at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> what was her response? That's the thing. Her response was misleading because... When when she ended things with me, she would tell my boys, "Oh, I can't, you know, I came off like I want a relationship and everything." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Because when I was talking about the physical aspect of things, she was like, "Oh, I feel like we passed that part." Like she was saying shit like, "Oh, like, you know, I'm not just seeing you just to get to get piped down. I'm seeing you because I'm actually considering a relationship with you." And she actually told me she was considering a relationship with me, but at the same time, she's like. 50 with it and 50 not with it. And she didn't know what she wanted. So I was like, whatever. And I told her, we don't have to be enough. I said, we could just enjoy each other's time and company. You know, it's just that we, we went to numerous places. I mean, I even took it to a museum, bro. Like, Did you throw all your eggs in one basket with this one? No. no. So you've seen other people? At that time, no. Because I, I recently just came out on relationship the month before. Right, so you throw your eggs in one basket with her. I mean, I wasn't trying. There, no other girl came around, or I wasn't pursuing another chick at the time. 
So just picture you still pursuing her, but you got a little shorty on the side. You get the pipe down every now and then. Would you still move slow? Yeah, because I, I got my like handling my, my physical needs. So you put your eggs in one basket. Yeah, and I guess I, I was, Well, I did without realizing I did. Because I was like, we're having all these good times and all these good days. We, we make out, have these crazy make out sessions. And then all of a sudden, you just like dip. It's just, that was just like the most confusing situation I've ever had. Yeah, but see, you uh, some well, sometimes in relationships you make commitments without getting a commitment. True. You know, you might have vibed with her. Things might have seemed like they were going pretty well, but um, just because you make out with a chick, don't mean you're gonna have sex with her. Just because you spend money on a chick and go out a lot, don't mean you're gonna have sex with her. Oh, see, I'm not that type of dude. I'm not the type of dude where. Oh, if I spend money on you, now you owe me sex. Like, I'm not like that. I know plenty of dudes are like that. I'm not I'm not one of them. Like, if, if I want to h- hang out with you, regardless if I invite you or not, it's my decision. You, there's no obligations with it, so. Well, let me ask you this, then. Mm-hmm. As far as her attentiveness towards you, did you call her more or did she call you more? Oh, uh, it was definitely me. You know, and that was something, and that's something I'm never doing again either. So, okay, so you were pursuing her. Yeah. Did she always respond to you when you pursued her? Yeah. So every time you texted, she hit you back. Yeah. Every time you called her, she answered. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so. And, and so let me ask you this: How long, if you think the ninety day rule is a farce? How long do you think a man and woman should date before they actually engage in a physical relationship? I say two to four weeks max. And the reason why I say that is because between texting conversations, linking up, spending time together, time is going to fly by. So it's just like you're going to know you're going to know how a person is regardless text on the phone. If you're texting on the phone, talking on the phone and meeting in person, Throughout the week, you're going to eventually pick up characteristics. So during this time when you met her, was you on your purpose already? Or did you make her your purpose? No, I was still I was still finding myself, man. All right. So you made her your purpose. Yeah. Because if you'd have been on your purpose, would it have mattered? Because you'd have been too busy anyway. Well, and the situation we're talking about now is exactly what I'm what I'm going through right now. Because when me and Shorty recently split up, I didn't think twice about it. I right, just, how long before, from the moment y'all met, how long was it before y'all engaged in something physical, sexually? To the first day we met. Yeah, the first time me and her ever met, we smashed. The first time you ever met her? Yep. The one that lives way out where? Yep. <laughs> I'm dead ass. That ass. And I was hanging out with two other girls the night prior before she flew to New York to come see me. No, but before you physically engaged with her, how long was you putting time into it? Literally, um, a week or two because we talked like the first week and then the second week we was talking was the weekend I went to Las Vegas with my homies. 
And then that then she came to New York to see me the following weekend. But I have another weekend before I came back to so about two, three weeks. So three weeks. Oh. Right. Yeah, that was all in May. So did it work? Did you and her end up? Are you still in our couple? No. So based on what you're saying, after two to four weeks, you should be able to have sex with this woman. But that doesn't guarantee that it's still going to work out. No. And I see the point you're trying to make, but the only loophole to your pro- to your your description is that it varies with the person. So that tactic can work with didn't work with her, might work with the next one. You never know. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, because me, like, you know, when I look back on my experience, I, I wasn't a dater. <clears throat> wasn't the type to take a chick out, take out to go eat, stuff like that. Like, my circumstances were different. Like, I had my own. So inviting her over to the crib was never a problem. Yeah. And I always had this thing where if I can't sit down and make a meal with you and enjoy your time, why am I going to take you out and waste my money? True. But you, you just got to be careful nowadays so you invite to your crib because she could be crazy. I was in the project, so I wouldn't worry about that. Well, let's see. How, how, how my friends be, was teaching me, we was like, nah, take it to a telly. Don't take it to your crib. Nah, it, see, that's... I'm going to tell you right now, if you can take it, if you meet a chick, see, my, one of my rules was if this chick is willing to go to a hotel with me, who else she going to the telly with? Oh, yeah, you got you got to think like that. Right, but see, at the same time, when I had my crib, I'm in my 20s, my early 20s. Mm-hmm. How many dudes in their early 20s had their own crib? Oh, I was one of them. I had three cribs, bro. <laughs> well, technically, I had four. You have four but you didn't live you didn't live alone. No, I had my longtime girlfriend with me in all spots. Right. Take her out the picture, it's a whole different game. I mean, she told me I look like a bachelor anyway, so I was like I don't live like, but you she still was there all the time. So what you never got to really experience was having your own crib, you meet a female. So, yo, you know, I live alone. I got my own crib and seeing how that works out as opposed to your experience being I had a crib, but I always live with somebody. I can't say I live with somebody when it was my crib. I paid the bills in that bitch. So but she still lived there. Uh, it's not like she it's not like you could have brought another chick over and be like, yo, you sleeping on the couch tonight. I mean, I did. Brought other <laughs> chicks over while she was there. I bought it. No, nah, she wasn't there, though. <laughs> see, 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 this is what I'm saying. You got your own crib. You're a single batch. That's part of part of the game. I know. You tell a female in your early 20s, even in your 30s, I got my own crib. You can come through whenever. She's going to come through. Oh, of course. It's easier to get them in than it is to get them out. Exactly. Here's the funny part. Like I said, when I see like a chick that, <laughs> that I'm attracted to, I mean, talking to is easy. Yeah, am I going to get the number? 50-50 chance. My bag, 50-50 chance. I'm always thinking about all that. Like, is she crazy? Is she, does she get some type of drama? Because every girl I dealt with, they like they probably always seem catastrophic compared to my life. 
if it's always something, no matter what chick I dealt with, she was either on some type of trauma, family issues, something, you know. And one thing I can say that was always common, I've always played fucking Superman in all my relationships. So I was like, yeah, that definitely got to stop. So, yeah, but see what you need to experience mm. is living by yourself. No females living with you. You meeting women and seeing how that works out. Trust me, it's different. I mean, it's yeah, it's no different from what I experienced before. But I get what you're saying. Like I basically played house, still living like a bachelor at certain moments. <laughs> so it's just like I, I get it. Well, I mean, it's one thing to bring a chick over while your your girl is out or something like that, but you're still on a time schedule. No, because you don't it, know yeah. when Shorty gonna show back up, or you know, you got I gotta get this and you out. Yeah, I'm talking like the crib is all you. No, no. So you can tell her, yo, you know, you come through for the weekend, but you gotta be out by Sunday night. Oh yeah, you can come through after work. I'm good with that. But see, the thing is, when you got your own crib, you can be saying this shit to like three, four females. Yeah, of course. That's the whole rotation scheme that they talk about sometimes. I got one that came through Monday, left Tuesday morning, went to work. Got one that came through Wednesday night, got up Thursday, went to work. Yep. Had one come by Friday, next one on Sunday, because you got that freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you got your own crib. Now, what I did when I got the house, I definitely wasn't thinking on that mentality because it's too easy. Yeah. Too easy to meet somebody like, yeah, I got my own crib. I got my own house. You can come through whenever. Because trust me, if you got it, they will come. Because um, now in her head, she's figuring I can go someplace. I can go to his place and I can be myself. I can I can, I can, can let loose. It's just me and him. Nobody else I got to worry about. I, I can get comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's when they come through and she'll be like, oh, I'm a cook. Or you get up and she stays while you go to work. You come back, she done cleaned up. She laying in the bed waiting for you like I waited for you, daddy. Was, was you ready for this? But until you get your own own. I mean, that sounds nice and all, but leaving a chick in my crib, bro. I'm in my head. I'm thinking she's going through my drawer. She's looking for shit. <laughs> I mean, even if you got shit for the, like, see, the whole thing is if, if, if like when I had my crib, I'm a, I'm a straight bachelor. I'm not in a necessarily a committed relationship with this female. So it's like if she found something that she found offensive, my first thing is like, why are you going through my stuff? Yeah. Like I leave you here by yourself and I got to come home to you beefing about something you found. Like, first of all, like we not boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, I know we got together, we smashed or something, but we haven't had that conversation yet. So for you to question me about something you found, Definitely shows a level of insecurity because why would you go through looking for something? That insecurity shit, bro, was like the main issue I had with most of the girls I dealt with. Too insecure. How so? It could be about anything. Either, you know, how come I didn't respond back so fast or who you know you got any female friends you know it, it could be anything anything that that felt threatening to them well i mean for that first one why you ain't respond fast my response is always i was at work i was yeah. at the dojo i was busy 
Because until she's my woman, why am I entitled or why am I obligated to give you my full attention? Facts. Don't mean I don't, I'm not feeling you, but why, why do you feel like I'm obligated to give you all the attention I got? I got to work. When I get home, before I met you, I have routines. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you text me. But when I get home, I cut my phone off. I put my phone down because I always got a landline in the house. Okay. But one of my standing rules was I'm going to give you my cell phone, but I'm not going to give you the house number because sometimes when I get in, I just might not feel like being bothered. Not true. And if you hit me on the celly, I mean, think about it. You just finished knocking out 10, 11 hours of work. You get home, you cooked yourself something to eat, you cleaned up, straightened up a little something, took your shower, you're trying to relax. You might just not be in the mood to talk to nobody. You might just be tired. You might just want to unwind and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I can see shooting a text back and forth like, hey, I'm home. I'll holler at you later. But, you know, in the first couple of weeks of getting to know each other, the unrealistic aspect to me is trying to invest all of this time when none of this time has been earned. True. You know, I could see if I t- like my my steez was if I'm going to take you out and you can't appreciate this meal at White Castle, why am I going to waste my money taking you someplace else? Because either way, it's still a free meal. Mm hmm. And the whole point of the sitting down with the male was for us to sit down and discuss who we are, what our aspirations are, our goals. Shouldn't matter what we're eating at the time. You shouldn't be so high sedity that you think I should spend $100 on you in the first couple of days when I barely know you. So my thing was, why do I have to spend money to find out I don't like you? Uh, that's true. So well, I always move differently. Well, see, the whole asking a girl for a drink, that's that's supposed to be the day you screen her because if you find out she can't hold a conversation or she's weird or awkward, you ain't paying for no food. You're just paying for drinks. Well, so like, usually in the first week, you got a whole lot of shit to talk about because y'all know shit about each other. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Even if she can't even do that, then you know it's a dub. Yeah, so you got like minor, minor losses and shit. Yeah, but see, I'm, I'm just saying, for me, it was just different. I always had my own crib. So mm-hmm. for her to come through for a little while was never a problem. I, I paid for the cab, come through. I might have cooked, watch a flick, curl up on the couch. Probably smashed the first, second time I seen her. Yeah. But at the same time, since I'm a single man, I'm going to do what single men do. I'm going to see her. I'm going to see her. And I'm going to see her and her. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to put all my eggs in one basket because I need to vet through them to find out who's worth putting eggs into the basket. True. But when you meet one at a time and now you're going to invest all your energy into that one, she's going to tell if you needy, if, 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 if you extra, because it's like he texts me this morning. I said, what's up? He texts me a few times at work. Now I'm home and he's ringing my phone off the hook. It's almost like, well, does this man have anything else to do but focus on me? And I just met him. Yeah. So when, like, when it, when when I hear brothers on some of these channels talk about being on your purpose, 
being on your purpose demonstrates to her that I've got other things to do. <clears throat> if you want to be that important thing in my life, I need to see that from you before I put all of that into you. Mm-hmm. I work. I'm trying to pay bills. What do you offer or what are you bringing that's going to make me divert from focusing on what I need to do to support me? And now put my efforts into supporting you as well. Yeah. So, you know, the 90 day thing, I, I can't say I never. All right. I think the longest I ever went was like almost six weeks. And mind you, I'm coming from a position where I'm meeting females and within like the third time I'm seeing her, I'm smashing. So now I'm like, let me slow down so I get to really know. Well, I could literally say any girl I mess with, uh, regardless of just dating or relationship, it's always been less than 30 days for me. Always less than a month. It's like maybe a week, two weeks max, three weeks. Shit, sometimes the same day. Like most of the girls that you know about were first day thotties for me and shit. So... (laughs) See, I know anybody that I met that I smashed the same day. I'm not, man. I'm not taking you serious, and I don't expect her to take me serious. No, the one I had first day we met, smashed. You know, my long term one. You know, with um, Carolina's first day, smashed. Uh, Brianna. Well, I ain't was trying to say her name. That one that took three dates. Hmm. So if that's the case, if what you're saying is the relationships you've had within the first date or the first time you meet them, you smash them, why wouldn't you see some merit in the 90-day rule? Because with the ones that you met the first day and smashed, only question I would have to say is, are you with any of them? Nope. I mean, I'm still not going to practice the 90-day rule because at the end of the day, it's all about vibes and energy. So regardless if it's 10 days, 9 days, if it's going to work, it's going to work. If it don't, it don't. That's how I look right, at so it. So if it's going to work and it's working, what? all right, let me ask you this. What value does sex bring to a relationship that it, that isn't there if you're not having sex? Oh, sex is just supposed to be the icing on the cake. You know, so... It is? Yeah, I mean, because... Every aspect of relationship is important. No, 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 it's a it's all about balance. So it's like you know, it could be good communication skills, but if y'all don't wait till marriage to have sex and then you find the sex horrible between y'all, it could cause a rift. But, but that's because you're putting too much emphasis on a small part of the relationship. But and any sex do. you have with somebody is supposed to get better with time. Yeah, but a lot of people, a lot of people, and I heard this phrase before too. A lot of people are in these fast food relationships, man. When they instant gratification, so. And how many of them are saying I'm still in that relationship? None of them. So the ninety day rule may actually have some merit. Get to you're know right. somebody and see if they're actually worth fucking. No, you're right. You're right. You know, but we put too much emphasis on this whole 
sex aspect, sex is great. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love it. Mm-hmm. But if your main focus is I'm trying to get with it so I can have sex, then you're not really looking for a relationship. No, you're not. Because think of it this way. There's going to come a time in everybody's life when sex may not be, I'm not going to say as important, but it might not be as doable as you want it to be. You 60 years old, you got high blood pressure, your knees hurt, you got arthritis. Getting into some of them positions just ain't going to be comfortable. But if you got with that woman just because you wanted to have sex, what happens to the relationship now that you're not having sex? Well, if it's just based on it, that's one thing. But if it's not just based on it, then you guys really have a relationship and not a situation. So the 90-day rule on some levels has got merit. Yeah, get to know somebody before you actually sleep with them because I know in my experience I've slept with people and regretted it because I really didn't see nothing else in them. Damn, I didn't. That's completely different for me. If I regretted sex with you, that means I didn't enjoy it at all, and I've only had two experiences with that. One in college. No, I don't mean the sex was bad. Uh, I'm talking about I gave my body to somebody. But outside of that, we didn't communicate very well. She didn't support me the way I thought I should have been. Yeah, that's the that that was the my Bronx relationship. <laughs> so, but real quick, I want to play this clip from the Fresh and Fit podcast. Um, and these guys are also friends with Kevin Samuels. Like these guys know these group of fellows know each other very well. Like they're basically family. So, all right, well. They're friends with Kevin Samuels, right? Yeah. Are they high value men? Yes. So all of them making six figures plus? Yes. Okay. So check this out. Women always want the bigger, better deal. BBD. They do not care about your struggles. They wait at the finish line and fuck the winners, guys. That is the goddamn painful truth. And I've said it many times on this podcast, women don't build, they move in. They want you pre-assembled, okay? We live in a fast food society of instant gratification. They ain't going to sit there and struggle with you, bro. Nope. Very rarely will they do that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, what's your take on it, Fresh? So, I joke all the time on a show about BBC, but today we're talking about BBD. And um, <laughs> a bigger, better deal. I mean, you could, you could, say, you could say dick too, but <clears throat> the point is that, like, think about this, right? A girl will meet you today, and she likes you. You're a cool guy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you're, you're not bad at all. But she, she meets another guy two weeks later, has a boat, might have a mansion, might have a nice car, or a good lifestyle. And she likes you, her life is going to be way better with this other guy. Now, not all things will just happen, but just the fact that she met uh, the other guy, and she's open to more opportunity. And what happens is a lot of times, like, she might be with you, she might like you, and then you mess up. Obviously, you know, you, you start going out, you start being as, as fun. You're kind of boring now. <clears throat> Things happen. But she met this guy, this guy two weeks ago. That's fun, exciting, new to her. And you're not doing what you need to do as a man. So guess what? Bigger, better deal. I'm going to go over here, see what's up. Because guess what? Grass may be green on the, on the other side. Vice versa. Let's see your guy doing all, everything that you need to do. You're paying the bills. You're being a man. 
And she still might say, you know what? I want to see what's over there. I say that to say, in each scenario, a bigger, better deal came up. So you as a man need to be the best deal, deal you can be for her. Meaning you're, you level up in fitness, mindset, finances, and confidence. Because I, at the end of the day, if you're the best guy you can be for yourself, by default, she's going to feel that energy. And once again, if she respects you enough, she will love you, and I'll keep it, I'll keep it with you a lot longer. So I'll say this to say, level up in life for sure. Definitely be the, the best deal that, that you can be. But understand that, yes, some women may not be there long term because they want, to, they want a better deal. So you guys got to understand that we live in a globalized sexual marketplace now. And with the Internet and Instagram, what's happened is women compare their lives to every other girl's highlight reel on Instagram. And they're trying to constantly compete. This is why they're always broadcasting where they're eating, where they're at. Look at my life. It's so lit. Oh, my God. That's why we tell you guys all the time. Men thirst trap with their lifestyle. Women thirst trap with their bodies. And women want a certain type of lifestyle. It is what it is. Hypergamy is a thing, guys. And the thing is now is that it's more pronounced than ever before. This used to be something that was mystical, like, you know, mystified. You know what I'm saying? Like, women, who knows what women are? Oh, my God. I can't figure women out. Oh, my God. They're so, like, uh, how do I say this? Mysterious and cool. No, they're not, bro. They're stupid. And they just like the bigger, better deal. Okay? It's just that now it's more pronounced and out there in the open. Shout out to Rolo Tomas. He talks about this. Open hypergamy is a thing in the digital media age, which I agree with 100%. Now, there's no shame in it. And as a matter of fact, I'll take it a step further. Women are encouraged to monkey branch and find the best guy they, they yeah. can. And on top of that, average women don't even think that average men are worthy of them. I'm going to say that again for you motherfuckers. <laughs> Average women don't think that average men are worthy of them. Literally, women think, right? And this, this all comes into it, guys. Women think that the things that make a man attractive also make a woman attractive. And that goes to show the solipsism, man. They see the world through only their lens. They don't see it through the male perspective or anything else. A lot of women lack the ability to be, as much as they want to say, I'm empathetic, I can understand a man's struggle. No, you fucking don't because you live in another reality, live in another world. And you know what? She can have no job, three kids, be in a broke-ass apartment, but she wants the world. Like, yeah. they, they expect the best deal possible without putting in any effort, any any grind. Guys, go Crazy, back man. and watch the episode with Ronnie J and Papier that we had with all the girls in here. The girl that was sitting next to Papier, she's a very uh, successful hairstylist, 32 yeah. years old. And she literally was trying to sit here and tell me, well, don't y'all want a woman with ambition and money and all that? I said, no, we don't care about that. And as a matter of fact, the more money a man makes, the less he cares about that shit. Oh, well, I dated a guy, and he said that he doesn't like dating girls under 28 years old. And I was like, you fucking stupid, dumb bimbo. Like, he's saying that to get laid. After he was talking to you, we probably want to smash a 21-year-old. Social constructs don't adhere to reality. There's studies that show men between the ages of 18 all the way to fucking 65 want women between 18 and 24. Ladies, to all you guys out there watching this podcast, all 10 of you, <laughs> of the 6,000 plus people that are watching, understand this uncomfortable truth, okay? You are not going to be able to compete with attractive women in their fucking 20s when you're in your 30s and your career is not going to help you. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Public service announcement to all the strong, independent women out there that make 100 grand a year fucking plus. I'm a single ladies. You will never be able to compete with a girl that's attractive and 21 that works at McDonald's, even though you're a boss babe that makes 100 grand plus a fucking year. It does not matter because men are not attracted to the same things that you're attracted to. But we can't get it through their fucking heads with two multimillionaires music producers here saying, well, I don't really care about a woman's career. 
you know, it's not that big a deal. I just need her to be loyal and, so, uh, you know, compliant, not give me a hard time. Well, what do you mean? See what they said? They said they want a girl that's like on it. I was like, what the? Are you are you hearing what you want to hear? Like, what the hell? Guys, go back and watch it. Literally, I can't make this shit up. Yep. They hear what they want to hear. She has four successful men at the table and a top 1% of earners telling her your career is not that important. Well, da, da, da. it's because she doesn't want to accept the reality that she's 32 now, right? And what she's worked so hard to get doesn't fucking matter. Now, let me make this very clear because I know people are going to try to take this out of context. I am not <laughs> saying that a woman shouldn't pursue a career and make money. I'm not saying that. Go to school, become independent. It's fine. I'm not knocking you for chasing a career. But what I am telling you is don't sit there and try to give us your financial accolades or your professional experience as if it's going to make you sexier. It does not. And as a matter of fact, on that show, when I said, well, what do y'all bring to the table? Every single girl. I go to school. I make money. I'm an entrepreneur. Blah, blah, blah. Not one fucking woman mentioned that they're going to be a good mother, right? A good wife, a dutiful wife, and help support the man. Everything was me, 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 me. This is what y'all are competing for in the West, okay? Oh, stop, 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 stop this shit. Stop. <laughs> yo, real talk. Every last one of the motherfuckers is a simp, yo. Real talk. I say that Every last one. I can tell these motherfuckers ain't had no real pussy in their life. I can tell. Nah, bro, you wrong about nah, that. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it to you like this. I'm living in the projects, fam. One two bedroom apartment in the projects. I'm smashing dimes to average chicks left and right. I got average job. They're not checking for what I'm making. They're checking for what I who I am. But when mm-hmm. you ain't got when you don't have a personality, of course you gotta flash the money. When you ain't got no intelligence, yeah, I got to flash the lifestyle. Well, but these dudes about... is talking about, they talking about some shit that, like, I can, I, I, real talk, I can tell these dudes have not had much pussy in their life. Real talk. You talking know, about man. a single mother with three kids. Why are you even looking at that as a, as a, as a soulmate when you're still in your early 20s? Why are you trying to be a stepdad in your early 20s to a woman that got a kid? No, How many other females not. out here got no kids? Because she no. got a fat ass, because she look good? Oh, but she got a kid? Yeah, but I could smash still. Nah, man, you're looking at it wrong. They're they, talking about women in today's generation, bro. Since you don't have social media, you don't see it as frequent. No, I got rid of social media because it made the game too easy. Oh, I'm telling you, it changed the game for a lot of chicks, too. Mainly, mainly prostitutes. Right, but... And, yeah. See when 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 dude talks about certain things he's he he's not having in a woman if she's got it mm-hmm. he does point out if she's got social media I'm not dealing with it. that's facts before he even said that I was on that mm-hmm. if she's got a heavy social media involvement I'm not dealing with you period mm. For what? You on Instagram, you on Twitter, you on Snap, Snap, whatever. Snapchat. How you going to have time for me? No, she don't. Mom, he's basically just saying that. I mean, he's not lying. There's a lot of women out there who are in terrible conditions who want a high value man. And it's like, and my thing is like, what makes you think a high man, high value man will even want you? It's the same thing that Kevin Sanders always says. He said, how is your kids an asset to him? Right, but see, the thing even with Kevin, Kevin ain't talking to every single woman on this planet. He's got a small percentage of people that he's talking to, period. Yeah. You can't take that small sample group that he's talking to and extrapolate it on the entire population. Mm. 
I honestly feel like a lot of the females that actually call in on the show that don't immediately agree with him and engage in a combative conversation with him. Yeah. Because what he does is he leads you down a certain line of questioning. And if you're not answering it the way he does, he responds back negatively. I'm not saying he don't got good points. But if you watch his shows, he's going to ask a certain level of questioning that's consistent all the way through. And he traps you into saying yes or no. So what I've noticed is that when he asks the question, do you still do you still want to pay significant bills after you've been married or after you've had children? Homeboy shuts down when they go, yeah, I still want to pay the bills. He's got nothing else. Mm. Now, he might try to argue, well, you know, you're going to have somebody else raising your child. Bro, that's the norm. People out here working. The average person, which is the majority of us out here, right? Mm. We all work jobs. We work jobs to help support our families. So if we, if it's taking two incomes to get us to where we want to be, well, part of that income might have to go to child care. It's the norm. He's talking about the elites. Yeah. So, like I said, when you when I when I watch him, I'm not I, I'm literally watching him for the entertainment purpose because there's not too much on there that he's telling me that I'm not aware of or I don't know already. Yeah, he throws some statistics out there. That's great, but like I said, watch the show when he gets a woman on there that says, "Yeah, I still expect to pay." Uh, significant bills when I get married, he shuts down. Mm. He goes in hard when you got a bubble head that's like, oh yeah, I don't want to pay any significant bills when I when I after I get married. Then he goes with the next question. Well, how much does a man need to make to support a family of four? And because she don't know, it's, I don't know, um, uh, 120,000. Where do you live again? I live in Los Angeles. Wrong, wrong. What is wrong with you? You haven't done the numbers. For a man in Los Angeles to raise a family of four and pay all the bills and support you, he's going to have to make $300,000 or more. Now, the realistic shit about that, that's bullshit. Because I know families out here that survived on a whole lot less. He's He's not saying it can't be done. No, it's done averagely. It's done all the time. How many people you know in your hood that got three, four kids, but they making it? Uh, a lot of niggas. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So like I said, he's got an angle he's playing off of, but he's throwing a bait out there and he's reeling some of these bubble heads in. Mm. When he's like, well, when, when she's like, oh, the one I love, well, yeah, you know, I want to pay like 20, 30% of the bills. Oh, so you want to pay the tip. You want to pay the tip. So you're really not being that effective. Like, B, like, she says she's going to put something out. Like, you know, the, the argument should be these for some of these females that don't want to do shit. And that's the, that's, see, that's what he puts in your head when he's doing this. Mm-hmm. He's putting in, the head, in your head the woman that don't do nothing. Nothing. Barely raising the kids, because if he got that kind of money, he don't need you to raise the kids. He's going to get a nanny. Mm-hmm. When he's talking about that high-value man, what he also don't talk about, and this is something that's just classically known, the more money a man makes, the more options he has, period. Of course. So to marry a man with a whole lot of money 
after he's made that, before he's made that money, y'all will be solid for a little while. But the more money he makes and the less grounded he is as, as a person, the more validation he's going to seek from the outside. Yeah, sure. So like I said, these dudes talking right here, I sit down with every last one of them and like be like, you know what, fam? Let's keep it real. Let me hear your body counts. Let's get into that right now. Let me hear your body counts. And I guarantee you every last one of them is under three digits. Guaranteed. Mm. Damn, so I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah, they might have some guap now. But there's a huge difference to say, well, I was in my early 20s with my own crib as opposed to my late 20s, 30s with my own crib. Yeah. When I'm in my early 20s and I'm meeting other females in their early 20s and I got my own crib, it was smash a palooza, fam. Because no, I was the rare commodity out there. You got your own crib? Yeah. Like, who don't? So I'm thinking that shit's the norm when it's not the norm. No, it's not. Especially in New York. So, yeah. So when see, these dudes yeah. just talking about just, just the way they was going at. See, the thing is, relationships ain't meant for everybody. Be it the 90-day rule, be it the smash and grab the first day. Everybody ain't built for this. Everything ain't for everybody. Just because you want something don't mean you're going to get it. Everybody out here, hands down, want to win the lottery, right? Yeah, of course. Everybody ain't going to do it. Yeah. But everybody going to keep putting a two, three dollars into it. Yeah, but don't my, mean you're going to win. Well, the point I'm trying to make is yeah, a lot of points he made in that, in that, in that clip, he wasn't lying. It, you may not be. But he wasn't telling the whole truth either. What he was speaking on ain't gospel. Okay. What he's saying is not the totalitarian absolute truth. What he's basically saying is his anecdotal experience. What he's experienced in life. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about what he's experienced living in New York. What he's experienced living in Florida. What he's experienced living in Los Angeles. You talking about your experience in one social and one localized some um, situation. No, they, they live in Miami. Right. Have they come up to New York? Have they come up to Georgia? No idea. Have they had enough of a cross sampling of women emotionally, physically, spiritually to even be able to say what they're talking about? Only they can answer that, bro. I can tell you right now, they don't. Because when he says every woman out here is looking for the bigger, better, bigger, better deal. Really? I mean, no, I agree with that to a degree because that's happened to me like more than once. Right. But see, when that when you find yourself in a situation like that, you got to ask yourself, what do you what do you bring to the table? I was the only one bringing things to the table. Like what? You mean like what? Like what did you bring to the table that she well, wasn't bringing to the table? Well, solutions, that's one. Any, any type of situation we have, regardless of it's financial or... <clears throat> right, but if you understand women, they don't want solutions. They just want somebody to listen to them. Well, we want solutions. Well, my, my thing is, it didn't go no place. Like, the same issues kept on popping up. Nothing getting done. And, uh, and the reactions to them would just get worse over time. Right, but see, here's, here's what happens with men and women. Men don't understand the language that women talk, and women don't understand the language that men talk. 
So when a woman comes to a man with a problem because of how we're wired, we build shit. We put shit together. We're figuring out how to fix it. When you go to a woman with a problem, she's not thinking about how to fix it. She's thinking about how you can, how she's going to engage you emotionally to help you work through it. Yeah. She's not going to tell you a solution because that's not the way they, we think differently. Well, I'm a, like, I would love to sit down on this guy's podcast and I would eat every last one of them up. I don't care how much money you got, fam. Money don't count. Money don't mean because I got guap, I'm supposed to get mad ass. Fuck out of here. Well, I'm going to tell you what they do. So they, they turn their apartment to a studio. Um, they, they make all they guests sign a waiver because um, most of the women, most of the people they invite is like group of, group of women. It could be older, younger. A lot of them got only fans, stuff like that. So anytime, hold on, say that again. Say that one more time. When the women he invite are younger, older, most of them got only fans. Oh, so look at the caliber of women they inviting on here, yeah. and now you're going to talk about this is the type of woman I want. No, he's using these women as a as a narrative, saying like these women are right. Those women, those women do not reflect other women. Because mm-hmm. all right, something I've said since I was a kid, and I still say it to this day. I don't care how bad a female looks on the big screen. I can walk down the streets of the Bronx, Yonkers, New Rochelle, Brooklyn, and always see something. That looks way better. Thanks. So when they're talking about these IG models, you're not dealing in reality. She don't look like that all the time. A lot of times, based on the Hollywood narrative, I'm going to get all dolled up and look like this because I'm trying to make money off of a certain look. But when I shut my computer off and I look regular, I can still walk the streets because you have no idea what I really look like. True. But when you talk about the types of women he bringing on there, like holla at me when he bringing on groups of women that are heavily involved in church activities. Holla at me when he's bringing on women that are heavily engaged in social activities. And by social, I mean social work. No, these women are the young. Thoughts. Yeah. All of them. So it's easy to take a thought and make it make my point seem like it's valid. Well, what about this point? He said any man from the age of 18 to 65 will pick a girl from age for ages 18 to 24 better than an older chick who makes that. I never got that survey, so I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I never took that survey. Oh. And you gotta understand when they do surveys, they're not sampling the entire population, they're taking a sample group and try and extrapolate that information to represent everybody. Mm. That's not possible. And then when you look at the sample group he's looking at, you're looking at IG thoughts. And you're trying to tell me that these thoughts represent all of the women out here? Seriously? It's not just IG, John. It's the, the nightclub girls, the bar girls. What's Same shit? Yeah, yeah, I ain't helping the case. <laughs> I worked, yo, fam. I worked in the night in New York City nightclub industry for eight years. All of the hottest clubs at the time: Limelight, Esso, Supper Club, um, Roxy, Vertigo, uh, Melting Pot, Velvet, bunch of them, <laughs> bunch of them joints. 
And I learned quick, before I even went into there, I was like, yo, I'm not trying to meet my chick up in here. All these chicks, all these dudes up in here is posing and posturing because they they all out here for the same thing. Some ass from the best possible choice they got. Now, it ain't like we talking about the chick that goes out every now and then to the club. We talking about people that I've seen chicks come to the club week after week after week after week after week with the same gear on. Week after week after week after week. Same shit with the dudes. Same gear on, same corny ass line. You coming to the same venue, using the same corny lines with the same corny ass gear, and you wondering why you're not hitting the jackpot. Motherfuckers, everybody know in here you ain't shit. Damn. So why don't you go try your shit someplace else? You'll get luckier. Yeah, like something right. you said earlier today, you know, shorty, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really want to put myself out there because this is my neighborhood. People kind of know me. Yeah. Same shit in the club. After you've been to the same club a few times, you think we don't know who the fuck you are? True. We know who the cornballs are. We know who the ballers are. We know who the high roller chicks are. But when you're taking a sample from what most men would say is the least category of women to choose from, it's easy to make that narrative. Easy as fuck. Yeah. Well, but we ain't talking about the chicks that in a bowling league. Um, the females that like to go to jazz clubs. <clears throat> females that get involved in uh, nature activities. They ain't talking about none of that shit. They talking about thought life. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and actually, anybody that thinks an Instagram model is real, y'all got a bridge in Brooklyn for sale, fam. Like, what you got? <laughs> well, look, there's only 30 seconds left in the clip. I just want to finish it. <laughs> All right, I'm going I'm to listen to the rest of this barrage. Since women have this crazy concept of I'm successful and I, I deserve the highest value man that I can get, regardless of my own personal inadequacies, you guys need to become. Not so that you can get them, guys. I said that a million times. You don't become so that you can get girls. You become so you don't tolerate the bullshit that inevitably comes with the girls. You guys see the delusion here every single fucking night at 1080p, sometimes 4K, depending on the camera angle. And you guys see the delusion in your very eyes live every single night. Average women don't think that average men are worthy of them. So you know what? You need to become above average and not let average women become worthy of fucking you. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. His body count is low. I don't know, bro. Very, very low. Because when you talk to a brother out here that got a body count, he'll let you know, be it ain't hard. It ain't hard at all. No, he's not saying it's hard. He's he's basically saying that since the internet changed the game, that when like social media, like everybody is gonna show you their best part of their life on social media. And then they're not gonna show you the struggles, the problems, nothing like that. So he's saying women are very delusional thinking. That's what they see. Want. Hold on, hold on. I gotta check you on that. Okay. You see, when you say women, inevitably you're saying all women. Most. That's women. why we got to be careful with our speech. Yeah, most women. But that, that's I wouldn't even say most women. Some women. Okay, some women. Yeah, because you got like depending on what you. It depends on what the girl values. If she values you, if she values money, 
and she hears you got four sources of income, yeah, she gonna fuck with you. If her main thing is, um, was it companionship and everything, and you talk about selling out, having kids, and then she's gonna look at you. So it's just all about what she wants. If you think about it, they just see from an alpha male's point of view, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not concerned about what she wants because I'm gonna make sure she got what she needs. Mm-hmm. Without her even having to worry about asking. But see, you gotta realize, internet came out. I'm I'm talking, I'm back with the AOL generation. I peeped game back then. A lot of these chicks online are fake. Catfishing been happening since the inception of the internet. Honestly, I feel like any female that you meet online, you fucking with a fantasy right now. And any fantasy is not a picture of reality, so don't get your hopes up. But matter of fact, if you know this shit to be what it is, why would you still keep going to that same medium to look for your heart, your soulmate? True. Look, I smashed girls off of Tinder before. I smashed girls off of... Yo, real talk. Anything, and I'll say this right now, I don't care. You can, get, you can get at me for this. Any female on Tinder, any female on Plenty of Fish, or any platform like that, is a thought. Of course. Facts. But then I got to flip it. Any man that's on that shit, you thought too. I know, but it's a double double standard. No, it's no double standard. It's the same fucking standard. If he's on Tinder to meet and smash, and she's on Tinder to meet and smash, well, y'all got something in common. Y'all don't want shit from each other but some ass. Yeah, but it's acceptable for men. Like I'm talking from a society standpoint. Women get ridiculed for it. Men get praised for it. That was a sword. No, you don't. You don't get praised for it. When's the last time you heard a, a, a big shout and cheer for a dude that's fucking mad bitches? Mm. That came from females. Because when right. you say society, you got to include the male and the female. I guess you don't. Uh, I feel like that episode really got to you. <laughs> Because them dudes don't know what the fuck they talking about, B. Like, I would love to sit on their show and I would smash on every last one of them with their facts, their so-called facts. You talking about Instagram. Instagram ain't real. IG models, OnlyFans, that shit's not real. That's like looking at porn and thinking you learned some real shit about how you're going to do sex. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. But some people, you understand, people do think like that. And they're delusional. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. You can think however you want. Everybody's entitled to think what they want. As to if it's grounded in reality, it's a whole different story. But when they talk about every, you see, they're not talking about some females. They're saying average females are looking for the bigger, better deal. No, I think they're looking for a reasonable deal. They're looking for a man that's willing to work hard to support his family. Maybe not necessarily be rich, but do what he got to to keep the family stable. Just because a dude's got a high-value man, allegedly, don't mean he's going to be able to accomplish this. One of the things Kevin Samuels talks about that a lot of people don't hear is you can't consider yourself high-value until you've been making this money for at least five years. Yeah. Because after five years, you're showing some level of stability at that level of income. Another thing the guys, the people ain't listening to is when he says, you have to be valuable to the group. You got a lot of dudes out here with a lot of money, a lot of drug dealers out here with a lot of money. 
Is he a high value man? Nope. Afraid not. So what he's literally talking about is an extremely small percentage of men. Very, very small. Mm. Now, what he's getting on some of these other females about, which, you know, some to some extent, he's justified. What do you bring into the table isn't a question about your degree, your money. It's what do you bring into the table that a man finds value? Are you going to be his peace? Are you going to be his comfort? Are you going to be a nag? Are you going to make sure he's eating right? Are you going to make sure he stays healthy? Are you going to ask him, hey, baby, how was your day when he comes home? If he had a bad day, you're going to try to brighten it? Or you going to, or she going to be so stuck in her bad day that she can't focus on cheering him up? Well, he, he did mention that in the video. He said that um, uh, it was toward the end. I just had it in my head, too, and I just forgot it. But see, here goes oh. something else I, I got to take when I listen to this man. Mm. Because back when I was young and I was in Catholic school, it always baffled me how married couples would go to a priest in the Catholic faith who is a single man, more than likely never married, for marital advice. Fuck he know about being married. <laughs> so when I listen to Kevin Samuels, this is no shot at him per se, but you've been married twice. Divorced twice. How are you giving out marital advice? Now, he might be good in putting people together because he's making people get down to the base core of what they want. But I'm going to tell you right now, I would never take marital advice from him. You ain't married. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Like, would you take stock tips from somebody that ain't never been in the stock market? Oh, hell no. Well, okay, let's take it the other way. Would you take stock tips from somebody that lost it all in the stock market? No. I mean, I'll take So right tips. now, he lost everything in the stock market. Why the fuck would I take advice from him? I don't know what not to do. That's the only advice I'll take from him. <laughs> you really need him for that? <laughs> I mean, I just want to know how for like, would you to fuck up that bad, bro? <laughs> just I mean, I hear you know he he's got some really good valid points, but to say that he's like the guru now or the love doctor, like nah. And I I hear when he says I talk to men first, and I've heard him get on dudes, and trust me, he gets on the guys way worse than he does the women. Way yeah. worse because. Just as many delusional males out here, there's just as many delusional females. Mm-hmm. I hear when he says you got to be FBI f- um, feminine, beautiful, inspirational. Yeah. Okay, but every woman that's feminine, beautiful, and inspirational ain't a size six or a four. Mm. And when you put it that way, yeah, that makes sense, bro. <laughs> it's just not. We've seen some big chicks out, some larger females out here, and was like, yo, she's beautiful. And I'm not talking with the makeup and all that other stuff on. Too much cheeseburger on her lip. <laughs> you know, but to try to break it down and just this is the only category that men ever look for, it's, it's being delusional because what you're going to look for in a woman in your 20s is going to change when you're 30, is going to change when you're 40, change when you're 50. And hopefully by 50, you're not still looking to try to figure out what the hell you want. Well, that's why I said these are Kevin Samuel's friends, because 
Cole Kevin Samuels, Ole Miss should be trying to get married between the age of 21 and, you know, her 20s. If so, she wants to have children. Yeah. That's the basis. Yeah, what if so, she don't want children? Well, of course, it's always the exception. So they're saying women like these in that age bracket who are in the clubs and doing IG are lacking skills to keep a man to even be in a stable relationship. They'll they'll be a baby mama first before they even know how to be a wife that have a happy home. That's all. They, that's basically what they're saying in a nutshell. Right, but see, they're trying to take all the accountability off of the man. Man is supposed to be the teacher. We're supposed to be at the top of the food chain. Yeah. You meet a woman that you really into and she ain't got these certain skills that you are looking for. If you're supposed to be at the top of the food chain, why you can't teach her? Why can't you say, you know what, you ain't too feminine, boo? I'm going to pay for you to go to these femininity classes because sometimes you're just too argumentative. With I want to see your more feminine side. But, you know, when you get in a relationship, sometimes people be scared to put the real out there. So then those things never come out their mouth. You know, I, you've heard me say it before. You got to ask the hard questions sometimes. Yeah. Now, I'll definitely say this. Any man that's worth his ilk should be ready to walk away from a situation at any point in time. It's not working. I'm done by. Yeah. I don't care how much you've invested into this. If you ultimately see like the stock market, that no matter how much you invest in this particular stock, this ETF, this rate, this mutual fund, this commodity is just not working. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to keep investing it? True. And the funny thing is the way he's the way he put things. Yeah, there is no such thing as a 90 day rule, at least in a world. Well, it all comes down to what you're really looking for. Yeah. You know, if you're really into a female and she's doing everything else that makes you feel validated as a man, but you haven't slept with her yet, is she now less valuable to you? No, it's based on what you want. And a lot of dudes out here just want sex and they don't get enough of them. Uh... You know, it's funny you say that because, like, in a general, like, sex is too easy to get nowadays. So I still don't know how they can. Um, no, wax sex is easy to get these days. So he's wax sex. Wax sex. Sex only gets better with time. Yeah. See, what a lot of dudes think is the first time I have sex, but she's going to give me the sloppy toppy. She's going to take it in the bunghole. She's going to swallow. She's going to wake up in the morning and give me some more sloppy top because I'm a man and I'm successful. Fuck out of here, B. That shit ain't real. You expecting wife shit, but she ain't your wife. That's the problem. That I 100% agree. So how can you expect wife shit from a female that ain't your wife? Good point. Good point. I can't even argue with you on that one. Uh, well, I think this was a good episode, man. I think it's passed out. <laughs> yeah, this was a good one. I, I like this one. I don't want it to be too long now. I think it was a good one. You yeah, know, but, but, but these are the type of podcasts I'd be listening to, though. I'm not saying I take everything they say face value, but for me, if it fits my narrative, then fuck it. Right, but see, in order to become well-rounded, you got to listen to the person that's saying, this 
And then you got to listen to another person that's saying the total opposite so you can have a better grounded foundation in what it is you want to talk about. Mm. You know, because if all I did was play basketball and I know basketball, how am I going to have a conversation about football? But yeah, on that note, that's the podcast, people. (laughs) But yeah. But so 90 day rule, wrapping up, 90 day rule. You think it's valid or not? I think if you're trying to pursue a committed relationship, yeah. But if you're out here just dating for skins, nah, not really. So it is valid. No, definitely, definitely. But it's not realistic for every relationship you get into. Yeah, and everybody's situation is different. Like, like I've been in numerous relationships. Now, I'm strictly relations right now. But see, real quick, with the 90-day rule, right? Mm-hmm. You think if you spend in, if you take in 90 days to get into this female's pants, why the fuck would you take her out every single weekend to spend money? Well, no, it's not well, it's better than just like I don't know. It's just doing different things to get to know to see things they like and they don't like. The dudes right, but see, don't. here's what dudes fuck up with. Mm-hmm. When I take a female, when you think about Going out on a date with a woman. Give me a description. Like when you went to the museum, for example. Okay. That's a that, different kind of date. Yeah, that was the first time I actually taken a girl to a museum. But so, actually, and I had a good time. Yeah, had a good time. But that's because she about, was that type of female. You ever took a female bowling? Oh, yeah, numerous times. Had fun, right? I had, had a great time. Yeah, when she got that ball in her hand and she lining up and that butt sticking out. She takes them steps and you get that little jiggle and she brings that arm back and she rocks it forward. You see that? Bloop, 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 bloop. Mm-hmm. But see, when it comes down to dating, guys are stuck in just one trick pony type shit. Why not? Instead of spending money on taking her out to eat and dinner, why not find a pottery class y'all can go to? Why not find a nature walk y'all can go on? Oh, How about you take a shit. horseback ride? Horseback. You on your grown man shit, bro. <laughs> nah, that's real shit. Yeah. They ain't grown man shit. That's just some real shit. But if all I'm thinking about is I got to take a woman out to eat and get her some drinks and that's a date for me, then, bro, don't wonder why you ain't finding somebody. You a one-trick pony. Mm. No, nah, Women look for way. excitement in a man is based on what a man does, what he's interested in. And if all he's interested in is taking you out to eat, wouldn't you get bored with that shit? True. Yeah, hey, you're talking. You're basically talking about variety. That's it. You got to be that variety for her. Yeah. But like you said, we got to wrap this. I got to boogie on out. Go handle some tang tangs. Yeah. You know, I chopped my tree down earlier. You know. You chop all chair? the logs back. Chop the limb down and throw all them shits in the other people's yard because. I gave them time to get the shit done, and they didn't, so fuck them. I want them to knock on my door asking me why I threw the blogs back in their yard. You chopping down cherry trees now, bro? No, I'm chopping down cherry trees. <laughs> and I'm daring George Washington to come ask me why I threw the cherries back in his fucking yard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he ain't going to show up, man. I'm pretty sure he's not buried in Georgia either, so. <laughs> no, nah, he's buried in Mount Vernon, New York. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, shit. But see, knowing shit like that, little random shits, let me eat that shit up, yo. Mm. You expand your mind, you can always be 
on her mind. Because she's always wondering what new ex- exciting shit is he going to talk about? What's he going to bring up? Yeah, I, I've had I've had girls like that. Um, but <laughs> not, a, not a positive. Like, me and, like, what came to, like, criminal shit? Oh, yeah, they was interested, bro. <laughs> yeah, but see, if you took that same criminal shit and flipped it on another level, you still got the attention. True. We can always stand on the corner and do hand-in-hand. Yeah. But let's talk about the pager effect. Let's talk about the appointment only effect. Let's talk about the mail order effect. Let's talk about good fellas. But Joe, good cast, good shit. Be back on the grind next week. All right, people, that's the podcast, man. Hope we entertained you. Till next time. Peace. Peace. trying to maintain and keep their name out the main frame yeah we all in the same game yeah we all with the bang bang been a bad nigga broke the internet cause they can't fuck with my intellect yeah nigga all y'all followers follow every word like swallowers wanna catch it when i spit it fuck a critic and his analytics i don't fit in your formula i only fit in your bitch i'm warning ya Please don't feed the animals When they got their face covered in pantyhose Niggas ain't nothing nice Take your grandmama chain and your life Cause we all trying to maintain Cause we all trying to maintain I'm just trying to maintain I'm just trying to maintain To everybody trying to maintain with a little Mary Jane on the campaign Whip by you in the fast lane Only act like this cause of black pain Fuck your cancel culture, bitch You can't cancel a soldier, Rick. See, I thought I told ya Drunk or sober till you when it's over Slap the shit out of Trolla I kill shit like Ebola I'm the son, I'm the solar Your baby mine is in the stroller Too much game for the P-brain 